Love of my life, and we be caring again. And shoulders of falling to love of my life. Love of my life, and we and welcome to the Glad Cast. Shit to be glad about. I am your one of the hosts, Hannah Lee, and this is our other amazing host. I'm of the other host, Natalie Marie. <laughs> and we're really stoked to talk today specifically about the joys of parenting. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good to stay centered on those joys. You can get a little sideways sometimes, so it's uh, good times. <laughs> yeah, what inspired this? Um, your grandson, Natalie? Um, which part? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I came into the house and he was laying on the couch on the floor naked saying goodnight, mom, because that's what he calls me. He calls his mother mama. And I was inspired by Hannah finding old candy in her pocket. And I was like, damn it, where's the Easter candy? So I like was ransacking the house and he saw me doing it. And I was like, here you go, buddy. I'm sharing with you, like feeling really good about it. And then he run. But I'm kind of like don't tell your parents you know I'm like a grandma it's one of those things he races outside the second he has it the granola bar in his hand and he's like look mama I got a cake mom gave me a cake and I'm like shut up shut your butt (laughs) and then I get angry eyes from the mom and I'm like okay I'm sorry so that story is super inspiring for everyone (laughs) that's why didn't go anywhere it didn't have any nice parts of it but the easter candy was great and um also i guess the 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 pieces like rolling like if anything is going to teach you how to roll with the various waves of existence the energetic waves and the emotional waves the psychological the literal physical manifestational waves spiritual waves all of those and teach you to get more fluent more playful less like big deal less freaking out less fragile less needy (laughs) and conditional around being able to stay grounded it's raising some fucking kids Mm -hmm. so let's get in it all right Mm -hmm. kick it off nat i'm gonna kick it in the face um (laughs) i i guess let's start you know the f for fucking to make them like it's a really nice gardening method where you know it's you you get to be in the most extreme awareness shared bliss source awareness together and you know basically an orgasm drops the seed into you and begins life and I think it's the most extraordinary way to begin a journey and then the seedlings that rise out of that keep inspiring you to your deeper bliss all the days of your life and so there's something really extraordinary about a lifelong journey that begins with such loving incredibly pleasurable delicious uh gardening yeah it's like it i remember conception sex and feeling so open to like I felt like I was just at the edge of the universe and there was like a window of light and we just kind of went through it or it opened and this light came into me from beyond the edge of the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the pleasure is a piece Mm -hmm. of it. And, um, 
I know I was speaking with another really rad mama friend of mine, April, and she's excited about this book called Pleasure Activism, where you do what you do because you're grounded in the joy of it. Mm. And I think that's one of the things I'm excited about. Um, I'm about to do a coaching with a mama. And one of the things I often coach people on is how you have to be authentic in your parenting. You can't give fake yeses. You can't be like, I really don't want to do that and I don't like it and I hate it, but I'll do it because I got to be a good mom. And like you, you put a couple too many of those out and you're going to lose your sense of yourself and your sense of your joy. And then you're going to start to be giving the children a perspective that is unhelpful for everyone and you're going to have to undo it. So yeah. I think I'm excited about this, this flavor, um, particularly because I think that people are home with their kids a lot more and some of their old ways of parenting where you only saw them here and there are being challenged wildly and uh, I would advocate for um, you know moving more towards your authenticity with some bravery because I have found the more authentic I am and Hannah you fucking rock this the more we trust each other the more the harmony the family kind of like gets into its murmuration form where we just feel each other and where there's a natural kind of respect that comes in yeah yeah I feel like there's I feel like I have kind of taken a, a reaction to um when I was little my mom I remembered one time telling me that she wouldn't be the kind of mom who would play with her kids and I just kind of remember taking that to be a big kind of like rejection for like just like I don't want to mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with you or be in with you so none of that and so I, I really strive to like make time every day to play with my daughter and join her and to, to be the way mm -hmm. I want to be with her but also like it's really important for that to be authentic and for me to be willing to say like I'm I really I'm done playing pretend right now <laughs> he says it doesn't yeah. stop and it's really nice to join her when I'm really into it and then to be like I, I need a break I, I need I want to focus on something else right now or yeah that's really great um okay to, to put it to a letter G oh I like I like feeling greedy for the play that my daughter brings in and um the times when I'm not really trying to like be like okay I'll play with you for five minutes or ten minutes or whatever but just just wanting to eat up the joy that she has to offer me and I feel like we get we get that the best when we mm. when we leave our house I feel like there are a lot of things at our house that can pull my attention into getting away from mm -hmm. her wanting to clean up or something and so it's really fun to leave with just a couple toys or art supplies and then I, I can be really greedy for the fun with her yeah yeah I really feel mm -hmm. that um I like like that what that signifies is this like shift from you are my charge you are my obligation you are the thing I must not fuck up to you are my delight you are my opportunity you are the window thrown open in the room and the birds are flying by with invitations mm -hmm. um that's a really nice shift that we have to make about everything. You know, like if you see something as an obligation, you're not going to be in a vibration to really see it or to experience its steps or anything having to do with it. So that's exciting. Um, H I, where are we? G. So G? Yeah, I love how the alphabet just never gets any easier for me. Um, we well, just Jesus, like go for horseshoe. so long. It's like, where, 
who am I? What year is it? Yeah. We should do a rapid fire one to just get our alphabet <laughs> down. Just to like get our chops up. Good idea. Um I love I love building a home with and for kids. Mm. I love the oh, way like right now my grand yeah, like the forts and the twinkly lights and the sort of you you know, you Legos on the ground and um Abraham was talking to this woman who was freaking out because her house was always really messy and she was really upset and she's like how do I change my vibe so my house is clean all the time and Abraham was trying to help her just feel softer about it and like start to approach solution energy and and Abraham was like well when is your house clean and she's like when my kids are all gone and nothing's going on and Abraham's like how does that work for you and she's like I'm I'm, I miss them and I'm I miss the noise I miss the clutter and and Abraham's like okay that's the beginning of you making peace with this big bustly life Mm -hmm. and not needing everything you know like in a garden you don't need the seeds to be always at this perfect state at every second um so I love, you know, it doesn't have to be like the seed can only be an inch tall and then it's perfect or it's got it's got to be a big stock immediately or there's this huge grand dance going on and learning to savor the full part. But I love when the house has got like glitter and pockets and these books piled up where the kids have just been reading to each other. I just love that bus. Like I never want that to end. I actually really love it. It, it, it brings me so much joy to be just in the in the fire with the play and with 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 helping them to become extraordinary individuals and just sharing their joy. It's such a juicy, juicy um, joy for me. One of my biggest. Yes. Oh my gosh. And um, in our living room, we each have a desk. I have a desk, my partner and my daughter has her own art desk. And it is one of my greatest pleasures to like late at night, clean her desk or like put all the crayons back in the crayon basket and, like tidy it and also like leave out like little prompts or like little mysterious things or like yes. set the tiny bunny the tiny turtle so that they're like facing the googly eyes and it's like what are they doing and to make it something that my daughter <laughs> arrives at and feels like ooh, like I'm inspired rather than like it's so cluttered I can't do anything or it's so clean that it's like annoying <laughs> Right. Or like frightening. Yeah. Like whose desk is this? Is someone going to pay their taxes on this desk? Holy shit. What's going on? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love there there was a great scene in this movie called Cheaper by the Dozen where um, these two partners got together. They each had six kids or five kids. I don't know something and anyways they they got they moved together and the children from the father were trying to sabotage the thing um so they encouraged I don't know or they like somehow they got the the artist mother's office to be super cleaned and then to say that the father had done it and it was like the biggest insult to her because you know all of her systems and everything that looked like a mess but was actually a deeply important part of her creative process. Mm. You know, she felt rejected because he had not noticed that, you know, some things that other people assume are clean are, are not, Mm -hmm. you know, like some folks just have like, they looked at a magazine. They're like, that's what cleanliness is. And it's not like, Oh, for me, I strive for a a feeling of balance and usability and everyone has access to their joy and it feels Mm -hmm. nice. And it, you know, we clean enough is fine. Like it's not gross, you know, whatever. So, um, anyways, getting a little off topic. Uh, whose turn is it? <laughs> I think it's my turn. We're still going on home. We're totally on topic, but um, 
Hell to, yeah. to hop off of that and like what is specifically important for I is um like what's important to my child is so beautiful to see and um I remember reading in this book how to listen so little kids will talk or how to talk so little kids will listen um it's the follow-up to the famous like bestseller how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk and it's focused on smaller kids and it talks about how you know if something if like a toy tower falls down to a a kid that that might be the, the same thing as like us getting in like a car wreck and that them being distraught mm. about it has like that same level of significance and so to try to talk a kid <laughs> down and say like honey that's not important you can build it again like yeah mm. you know like mm-hmm. trying to logic mm-hmm. a child out of their emotions is just gonna make their feelings stronger and then get fucking raged and be like you don't know you don't understand like but mm-hmm. it's so fun mm-hmm. to join a kid and be like, wow, that is so frustrating. That, ugh, I'm mm-hmm. so mad. I hate when things fall apart. Like to join them in the mm-hmm. frustration so that then they can join you in a way where they're saying, yeah, yeah, I do feel mm-hmm. that way rather than mm-hmm. trying to argue it up. It's like can calm them down to be joined. Um, and <laughs> this that happened for us this morning. Um, there was a, a stuffed animal on the couch and... Cooper's trying to cover the couch with our little couch cover things that we just washed and he puts the stuffed animal on the floor and Ruby's like oh, no. fuck oh, no, no that is not where that stuffed animal goes and she breaks yeah, down she's and, on the floor. and Cooper doesn't really get it yeah. and it's just so sweet to be like yeah that is so important to you and where can we build her another little bed so that she's she's happy and tucked mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. I just I just love joining in, in what's important to my child and not trying to belittle it or, or talk her out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Was that Jay? How was I for important? I okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Nine years ago. Okay. Awesome. Um, well, I mean, so like that is, um, teaching you this sort of like fluidity around your own judgment Mm -hmm. that this assumptive like in in star trek there's this concept called the prime directive which says no matter what you personally believe when you arrive at a planet you have to not interfere with the way they operate no matter what Mm -hmm. you have to just let them do their thing and assume that it's working for them whatever level it is it is and I think with children, they can feel like alien planets sometimes mm-hmm. with their passion for things that you, you, it's so easy to have judgment, like get over it. It's a stuffed animal. It's inanimate. And just because we might've lost our capacity to have connection to the magic that is in everything or to be deeply intrinsically connected to the imaginative stream doesn't mean that they have. And so I love the way that my parenting has gently reopened a lot of spaces that my like what Seth calls your fake adult dignity has curtailed or or made you know made you go underground about about your own magic or your imagination and I I love the way that like sort of like seeing this urge to judge a child and to say like I mean what you were talking about was really wise because like life you know Seth says emotions are the motion of life and if you just feel them they'll guide you they'll tell you okay this is what's really going on and when you train a child up to judge and curtail the very motion of their existence you're training them up to be partial people who will need therapists early 
Um, and so having curiosity and just being like, oh, yeah, what are you feeling? You feeling frustration? Yeah, that feels frustrating. They're just going to feel it and move on and they're going to stay healthy and breathed. And it also helps you work on your own stuff where you're like, you know what? I'm also feeling frustrated that this didn't happen. That's nice to, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like it's it can be catchy to, to what you afford. You know, I often will be kinder sometimes to my children and then later I'll have to be like, well, what if I was that nice to myself? What if I afforded myself that courtesy of take a break, you know? And so mm. I think there's a lot of learning in that judgment urge that can release you. Yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna hop onto how you just said k- kindness and use that for my K word because just go like even more into this I feel like it is it's very kind to myself when I join in my daughter in that way and she's angry or frustrated or having a hard time and I just use the oh you're you're really hurt or you're really sad or you're really frustrated because somehow when I say that then it becomes not about me and I'm not trying to argue her out of it which always then puts me in the same emotional state that she's in if I'm saying like oh come on like ah oh, so I don't you don't don't cry right now or whatever it is then I start to get worked right, up right. and it's so kind to join her and say oh that's really sad and take the time for a hug or consoling her in some way and and then I don't get worked up. I'm able to stay really centered when I'm honest and acknowledging yeah. how she feels. I just feel so yeah. kind to myself to not <laughs> get worked up every time she does. That that would suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, okay, yeah. So I think we're going to end on this next one. Okay. It really connects to what you just said um, in that I think – what you just said, what you just did to to Emma, when you really fully see her, even though she, she's not in our all our preferred emotion of always happy, you, you know, like, but when you just be with her, it, it requires that you get into a frequency near love mm-hmm. in order to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to, it, it, it is like a little like, so like, if I'm lightly frustrated with my kids, and they are blah, 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 something's going on, and I am awake enough to recognize, ah, I'm feeling a little testy, but they're having a challenge, and I'd like to be present. That's my strong preference. I have to swing into, get on a jungle vine and get near love enough to be of service, to hear them, to be in a space where we can kind of fulfill our soul contract together, which is to grow towards our best selves, to become extraordinary comrades in this joy dance, all those pieces. And so I love that, you know, like I remember when my first daughter Persephone was brand new and I was fucking brand new. I was 18. I'm looking at her laying on the bed and I was just torn open, like literally felt like lightning had hit my chest and I was so in love with her. I'm like, Oh my God, she's so precious. I can't imagine loving something more. And as I walked out of the room, I got this question in my mind, what would happen if you loved yourself that way? And it was like, it made me, it made my knees nauseous. I was like, Oh, how far away I am from you know what I mean like it was a real Mm. far away feeling but it set this desire uh, that has been a whole forking lifetime of getting to where I start to be able to erase all of the judgment about loving myself that way and and so the challenges of that 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 parenting has has brought up in me have all been solvable when I 
move my ass a little closer to love. Like that is almost always the solution is can I feel love here? Can I, can I see this as from a compassionate point? Can I, you know, and every time someone is stuck in a child, uh, a problem with their children, they're triggered and they're far from love and they can't see it. Mm -hmm. And when they get back to compassion, you know, it like solves everything. So like shortcut to happy parenting do a rampage on how it feels to be in love get into love which is funny because that's what we were that was another topic we were going to do today how it feels to be in love and they're just the same thing Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah well great (laughs) no nope that can't be how it ends we god damn it someone end it thank you okay so that ended like towards the end of 19 and then what, what kind of ending would we want to put on it We're, we have to cut all this out mm-hmm. um go out there how about and did, love. So you start i was <laughs> what that was lame go ahead okay so thank you for being present with us during this rampage about parenting and i know a lot of you are home a lot more with your kids and there's they're not accidental in your life you chose each other and so when you feel you want to push away some issue or challenge or make it about them or demute you know make their humanity smaller take a look at how that feels in you and see if you can extend your your heart a little bit and see what it would feel like to see them as perfect radiant orbs who you have manifested to help you reclaim your capacity to love and see what happens in your parenty heart when you start to step towards parenting as a game that requires you to become the lover you really are preach that was a good ending god damn it i'm stopping it look at your kids and fall look at your kids and fall in love look at yourself and fall in love Look at yourself and fall in love.